The following is a production of Galactic Netcasts. Who Knew and Review is a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more on this podcast, including show notes, contact info, and subscription links, please go to www.gncasts.com slash TARDIS. For information on our other shows, please visit the homepage of gncasts.com. You can leave us a message by calling 805-328-3966, record a voice message on our website, or email me at tardis at gncasts.com. That's T-A-R-D-I-S, tardis at gncasts.com. I look forward to hearing from you. People of the world, people of Britain, by now you will realise on Saturday the 23rd of April at around 6pm British summer time the nation hushed their lounges. They commanded quiet for an important event that was about to unfold. This was not the Queen's birthday celebration. No, my fellow citizens, this was all about learning who the new companion is. The nation stood and watched as an awkward exchange occurred. Why does it have a plunger? Why exterminate and not kill? Why so many questions? Welcome to Who Knew and Review. We're talking episode 60. We're only talking actual real news. Oh, yes, the world indeed did stand still at 6pm British summertime as we all tuned in. Various YouTubes, various BBC Americas, various BBC UKs, all with one aim to light the Twitter sphere up and to welcome the Doctor's new companion. So this week, I think I'll mainly be speaking about Pearl Mackey, the Doctor's new companion, Bill. Now I wonder, did they call her Bill because it also happened to be 400 years since the Bard. Oh yes, we celebrated the Bard's birthday and uh, Bill Shakespeare goes hand in hand with the adventure, the sorrows and drama of Doctor Who. Now, if you don't know who she is, then where have you been? I have a feeling that the internet wasn't ready for the featurette that exploded onto our screen. Of course, the main question is who? No pun intended. Well, I say no pun intended. Of course, there was a slight one. Who is this madcap gobby kid? Well, here are some facts. According to IMDb, she is a five foot six actress who has appeared on the daytime TV show Doctors, as well as a star of the British comedy musical film Sven Gali. Pearl Mackey is an amazing young talent from Brixton, South London, and has most recently performed in the National Theatre's West End production of The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. 
Now her website says she is thrilled to be part of this seven Olivia and five Tony Award winning, winning production until 2016. June. I wonder if she stays until June. Pearl also performs as a singer, has a passion for music which she shares with Peter Capaldi. Maybe we'll see a Doctor and Companion duet. Hmm. Not that she'll uh, need to use the TARDIS translation circus if she's visiting Europe. Because Pearl speaks French and English. Great, great, great skills for any traveller. Also, we know the Doctor likes to dance. So Pearl's moves may come in handy. She's skilled in ballet, jazz, period dance and tap. So maybe we'll have a little shuffle tap, shuffle tap in the TARDIS. Now, if you wanted to become a companion, then you possibly need to go to stage school. Pearl honed her craft at Bristol's Old Vic Theatre School. Incidentally, the same school as Samantha Bond trained at. You know, Mrs Wormwood in Doctor Who spin-off, The Sarah Jane Adventures. Pearl is very proud also uh, to be in Date Aid, a film by Bond to advise charities that poverty porn and pity marketing aren't working. These are all the things I found out about Pearl from her website and various places. I don't need to tell you by now, but there are indeed one or two show notes this week. She's also on Twitter. If you follow WNAR underscore podcast, then maybe you'll find a link to her there. Now, a new companion, I'm sure you know, means a lot of things. A new wardrobe department, you know, just the rail. A new hairstylist, and by crikey, what hair. And a plethora of new interviews. Her first one has been released onto YouTube and is available for you to digest. As if you haven't seen this little featurette already. I know you have. I know. I know where you browse. <laughs> but just in case you haven't, I've popped a couple of show notes on there. Um, there are some beautiful little clips, like the first time she meets a Dalek. She really thought they were remote controlled. She didn't realise there were people in there. So we've got a little bit of other news, because obviously we, we need to. Um, a little snippet. As you'd have seen, there was that featurette. But that set the rumour mills going. According to Doctor Who magazine, they rele released a tantalising tweet that the new Doctor Who magazine is out this week, in which executive producer Brian Minson tells us how they started making the next series in secret. So, have they just been building sets? Is this just the piece with Pearl? Or have they begun work already? Those sneaky Doctor Who people keeping the news. I suppose they'd have to, because, well... You can't have anyone knowing who the new companion is until they're ready to release it on the world. I would imagine if you buy that magazine or subscribe, you can get it online, that there will be plenty of new companion news. Now, 
It's not often that I, I get serious on Who Knew and Review. In fact, I'm not a very serious person. But whilst bringing all the news together with regards Pearl Mackey, I ran across some of the nastier side of fandom. And and it annoyed me. It, it annoyed me sufficiently to write this, and I hope you don't mind me reading it. This is what I have gathered. First of all, let us address the elephant in the room. Pearl is a talented actress. Now, some people, hair two minutes on screen hasn't exactly gelled with them. If you find her abrasive and annoying, then guess what? She's done her job. The character Bill, I imagine, is all that. You should be pleased that they have employed someone that is good at their job. Yes, people, Pearl is a girl. Oh, my golly gosh, a girl, you say? But girls are not boys. They don't have beards. How can a show I love continue with this continuous female agenda? How can a show choose to feature a woman in a prominent role? Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? From Tunbridge Wells. Dear Internet, anyone who thinks this, you, you have seen the show before, yeah? I'm just, just checking, yeah. Pearl isn't white. That's right there, I've said it. Pearl is in fact green. Or is it blue? Or hang on, no, maybe she's black. I, I've never fully come to terms with, with this way of describing people. Who actually gives a rat's ass? Unless, of course, the stories are all going to be set between 1640 and 1970, and in which case, awkward. But then again, maybe that will help educate some of the dumb folks that seem to think that this is an ongoing agenda item by the BBC. The only thing worse than this is the next one. I bet she's going to be gay, trans, into paving slabs, etc. Yeah, 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 people. Imagine having a, a character that's a human, you know, with the human traits that leads a human life. And that does human things with other humans. Ooh, paving slabs. As long as she's written as a believable character. As long as she's a human who's in fact a human who's playing a human that is indeed a human. Now that's all well and good. Of course, if she's an alien that likes licking the skin of tomatoes, then I, for one, will be marching on the BBC as I'm against the BBC's alien tomato licking agenda. This is the end of the show. No, it's not the end of the show. OK, I think I've ranted enough. I think I've addressed the elephant in the room. These parts of fandom, you'll come across them on the internet. Yeah. What I would do with them, pretty much is this. And throw them in the bin. We are blessed with a new companion, people. A new companion which is actually going to reinvigorate the show, which is going to take us out of our comfort zone, which is going to annoy us and frustrate us and make us smile all in equal measure. After all, it's Doctor Who. I would expect no more. So we do have a little bit of other news, and a little bit of other news is a good thing. The filming of Class is underway. It's the first official Doctor Who spin-off to air in five years. It's a sort of teen-oriented series. It's uh, from the writer Patrick Ness, who's best known for his young adult novel, Monsters of Men. 
and uh, children's fantasy are monster calls. The heroes of class are the students of Coal Hill School, teens working to navigate the life of friends, parents, schoolwork, sex and sorrow, and possibly the end of their existence. Eight 45-minute episodes began shooting Monday the 4th of April and will air later on in 2016. Class itself will debut on the BBC online show for people in the UK and then terrestrial airing later on BBC One. Uh, BBC America has picked this up, so it's not like you guys are going to miss out. The official synopsis reads, What if your planet was massacred and you were the sole survivor? What if a legendary figure out of space and time found you a place to hide? But what if the things that want to kill you have tracked you down? And worst of all, what if you haven't studied for your A-levels? Coal Hill School has been part of the Doctor Who universe since the very beginning, but that has come at a price. All the time travelling over the years have caused the very walls of space and time to become thin. The more they advertise this show to me, the more I'm kind of excited about it. I don't think it's going to be... Um, anything other than quite an enthralling teen mystery drama series it's already been likened to the british buffet 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 <laughs> yes the british buffet full of bangers and mash and sausage rolls the british buffy i should say i remain judgment on that until it comes out but i think i think it's going to be good now ladies and gentlemen do you like free stuff do you like doctor who is the cricket playing, celery wearing, dashing gent your favourite? Well, those nice people at Big Finish have provided a free full episode. 54 minutes of Peter Davidson. Still not convinced. Well, I've listened to a bit of it. And it's a little bit creepy. It's sort of podcast of terror creepy. Not my words, though. Some of the reviews, the one-sentence reviews. Old Who was creepy, but this is way too creepy. This is the creepiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, I'm about a quarter of the way through, and I'm not going to tell you what happens, because I maintain that spoilers on this are bad. But if you like atmosphere and nostalgia and terror in equal measures then this could be the free recording for you i've included a link in the show notes give it a listen it's free it's not going to cost you anything i think you'll like it on to our a to z this week and the monster is the beast from the episode the impossible planet and the satan pit the planet of origin that the beast resides on is crop tor and the particular technology he employs is control of electronics communications devices and psychic ability to control the ood and also to host his intelligence into a person 
The beast claimed to have existed before the universe. A claim the Tenth Doctor found troubling to accept or consider as he believed nothing could have existed before the universe. The beast had been at battle with the Disciples of Light. The Disciples who themselves existed before the universe bound it in giant chains and confined it to a pit in the centre of Crop Tor. The beast could manifest himself through electronic media, including computer voices and holographic viewers. Its mind could leave its body and possess a single hive mind of the Ood, or a single human individually. It had the power of telepathy, and through a host, telekinesis. Possession of a human subject affected the host's skin, causing strange markings to appear over their face and body and vocal cords allowing them to speak at different pitches simultaneously, whether a single human or a hive mind such as the Ood. The eyes of those possessed by the beast glowed a fiery red. The beast could also project fire from his mouth, as could its possessed hosts. His hosts could also physically survive in a vacuum indefinitely. The beast's physical body resembled a massive humanoid with crimson skin, two large ram-like horns. Some could say it looked like the devil itself. If you like what you've just been listening to, then please give us a five-star rating and write a review on iTunes, or leave a comment on this episode on Stitcher Smart Radio. You can help Galactic Netcast pay for our web and audio hosting by supporting us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash galacticnetcasts and pledge as little as a dollar a month. For $3, you'll get a newsletter once a month with extra stories related to all of our podcasts. $5 gets you an extra episode of each of our podcasts available exclusively to all our patrons. You can follow us on Twitter, join our Facebook group by searching Galactic Netcasts or clicking on the links on the website. Thank you. You have been listening to a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more about this show and others, go to gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.